Welcome to the Coaches Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Ollie, the Player and Coach Development Director here at the Ivanhoe Knights. And I'm excited again for our fifth episode now. Uh, we look to try to push these podcasts out on a weekly basis for you, um, getting out to our coaches, informing them of what's going on, updating them on things that are going on in the season. And we're going to start getting some, into some interviews, which we've been really wanting to do for a while now. We've got a bit of the technology to do it. Um, we'll be interviewing uh, Lauren Ibbett today, our girls' development uh, coordinator, which we're really excited about. But we're going to talk about our coaches' surveys that have just come out and how we give player feedback. So let's talk feedback for players. Our coaches' surveys just recently got sent out by our all-star administrator, Rachel, and uh, these coaches' surveys are a really important part of our um, process of putting our teams together for the winter season, but they also help us in regards to where our players are at in their development and looking to assist you as coaches. So there's a lot that goes into that coaches' survey, and all that data is really, really important to us, uh, and certainly myself. Uh, when looking at ways that we can communicate to you, maybe things that you're looking for as a coach. So first and foremost, I really encourage you to take the time, sit down and fill out all the questions uh, through the survey because it is valued information uh, and it is certainly looked at. But then the next step after you sort of filled out that information about where you get your coaching ideas from, uh, where you get your uh, coaching information from, is it via our socials, maybe it's via our YouTube channel if you're not aware of it, uh, or hopefully maybe it's part of this podcast as well that you're listening to while you're walking the dog or or driving to practice. But um, part of that survey too is player feedback. And that player feedback is really, really important. But we need it to be as clear and concise as possible. You know, it's fantastic when we have that feedback of, such and such a player is a lovely person, always smiling at training, always happy, always there on time, and then that's all we have in that little comment box. Great feedback. We love hearing that our kids are having a good time. We love knowing that kids are turning up to practice, which is awesome, but we need a little bit more. We just need a little bit more information, and it can be really, really simple things. I always think maybe you put down two things that your player is great at and two things they could look to improve. Uh, And I think if we aim for that, so maybe it might be the situation, you know, I'm filling out one of my uh, player surveys. I might put that a player is a uh, a good ball handler, um, a a reasonable mid-range to long-range shooter. Uh, Mind you, I'm coaching under 16 girls. And then I might put down two things for them to improve. Needs to look at their decision-making, prone to high turnovers, um, commitment on defence. So they just need to improve their defence. Not saying they can't play defence, but they need to be a little bit more committed to it. Those comments were really, really, really important to us um, as uh, as a staff. Uh, obviously, when we're trying to put our teams together, we want to know what players have certain skills. Obviously, we don't want a whole bunch of players in a team that can't play defence. Um, and we also don't want a whole bunch of players in a team that just want to dribble the ball and do all the scoring. So we've got to find that team balance. So those comments that you put down in your player survey uh, for us are really, really valuable. Uh, And they certainly help when we're sort of working through the shuffle uh, that is, uh, I guess, team selections, but also just team nominations um, for the upcoming winter season. Once again, if you need any support on this type of stuff, please reach out to myself 
have a chat to ESBY or have a chat to, to Lauren, our two uh, development coordinators. I'm sure they can offer you some advice as well. But I'm certainly here and I'm ready to help. So get stuck into those surveys for us. Get them back as soon as possible. No need to wait to the end of the season. Um, I think by now we kind of have an understanding of what our players' strengths and weaknesses are already. Uh, and let's get those surveys back uh, so we can get, get onto that task of, of making sure we've got our teams ready for, for next season. And when we look to next season, we want to look to have you back involved again. We love having our coaches and certainly our junior coaches as well. And it's been a great season for us, I think, from a coaching point of view. We've had so many new coaches come on board uh, and hopefully they've taken advantage of, of some of the, uh, the items we're able to provide them and the support we're able to provide them through this podcast or, or through our training manuals or our skills and drills. But we want to continue to refine that process. So feedback as to ways that certainly I can further help assist you as a coach um, and that can't always be on the floor. Uh, obviously, with you know uh, 1,200 players, I can't get out to see every single body on the court at training. Um, but I will try and make some impacts there, whether it's yeah through our um, through our manuals or maybe it's through our videos uh, or through our audio sort of stuff that we're able to provide. So please, that feedback is is vital for us uh, to continue to strive to be the best basketball club, uh, not only in Victoria but we ought to be the best basketball club in Australia. Practice. Let's talk about practice. And if I had the uh, technical capability, I would drop in that soundbite uh, from Alan Iverson uh, when he mentioned that uh, to the press conference at the time. Practice. We're talking about practice. Well, we are. We are talking about practice. And I know it's a subject that I certainly cover at length with coaches, but I love talking about practice. And in fact, I was uh, down at Ivanhoe East last night uh, catching up with some coaches and players and it certainly came up, you know, that one coach preferred game coaching and I said, you know what, I prefer practice. I would quite happily train 20 times and then just start the finals. Uh, get, get me into the games that really count. Um, I think I can mould my players. I think I can develop their mindset and their decision-making far more um, at practice than I can during the games. And I certainly find that when I get to the games, I feel my role really is a manager of people uh, rather than a, uh, a coaching of the, of the skills of the game. And I really have to let go of the reins and allow the game to flow itself out. But when I talk about practice today, I actually want to talk about um, you know, engaging practices. You know, how do we engage our players? And this is really going to be aimed at those under eights, under tens. It's probably going to reach up in under 12, certainly. And I think our under 14s and under 16 players all want an engaging practice. And even as a person who coaches, uh, you know, in the Big V in our, in our semi-professional league here in Victoria, um, I certainly know that even our, our men, uh, our senior men want engaging practices. They want to be engaged uh, in the decision making. Uh, they want to be engaged physically. Uh, they don't want to be sitting around listening to me talk and waffle on um, about what I do and don't know about basketball. So how can we engage our practices straight away? Well, one, let's have a bit of a routine. Don't be afraid of having a bit of a routine. Uh, and we do this quite often in our little nights program. You know, we actually run the same session for our little nights program two weeks in a row. Because we know the first week we're explaining the drills to the kids and they're getting used to them. 
And then in the second week, they, they kind of know. They kind of remember. They're very good. They've got great memories. And, and it's very easy then for us to go, okay, well, we're, we're going to play our dribble knockout now or we're going to go into our square passing. And the kids know straight away, all right, great. I know what's happening now. I'm not fearful. I'm not worried. Um, I am not, uh, I'm not concerned that I don't have the ability. I've done this drill last week. Let's jump straight into it. So straight away, by having some repetitive beginning or end to your practice, there is a routine there, and we love routine. Players love routine. We can't have too much of it, though, obviously. So we've got to find that, that fine line and balance of do I do the same drills week in, week out? Probably not. Okay? I think you've got to have a couple of, of real staple drills. Yeah, your, your eggs and flour, as I like to call them, your eggs and flour of your, of your training, um, and you've always got those there. You know, maybe you start with a, a, a ball handling warm-up, a shooting warm-up, uh, get into a quick little game of one-on-one, and now practice has started. There's the first 20 minutes of practice, and our kids know straight away that's how we're going to begin every practice. And then you can start to add in those new drills. Again, Maybe it's the same drill with a bit of a twist on it, all right? Um, last night, and I'll, uh, I'll make sure I share the link for this um, via our Facebook page, but, you know, I like to use a, a drill called Berlin Closeout, which is a, a two-on-two closeout drill. It's a really favourite of mine, but it has lots of variations. So it can be two-on-two, just straight out, so the kids just catch it and play and drive. It can be two-on-two, and the first action has to be a dribble handoff. It can be two-on-two, and they have to go and set a ball screen. So we can add a little layer to it each time. So again, same drill, but it's got a little twist to it each time. And I think those things are great as well, because one week you can practice your pass and cut. Next week you can go, okay, team, we're doing the Berlin closeout, but this time we're going to set an on-ball screen. Or this time uh, we're going to do a dribble handoff. So it just changes that drill ever so slightly uh, and keeps those teams engaged. So have a little think about the drills that you're using. Um, nothing wrong with some repetitive action, but what's something else you can add into that drill? You know, another great example I really like, uh, and I see lots of uh, coaches uh, at the moment playing lots of small games, which is fantastic. It says they're either listening to this podcast or they're reading our material, one of the two things. But we love watching small-sided games. I was out at Alfington Primary School the other night watching a team play three-on-three. Three. A lot of dribbling. Under 10 team, a lot of dribbling going on. We've all seen it, head down, bounce, bounce, bounce. Only thing they're looking at is their shoelaces and the ring. That's it. Well, let's add some variations to that. No worries, kids. Let's play three on three. But the rule is now you can only have two dribbles. Well, it's that same drill, but now it's two dribbles. So now you've got to make two dribbles and you've got to look for a pass. Two dribbles, look for a pass. And I love seeing the change in the way those players changed the way they looked at the game. Straight away, players were cutting. Straight away, players were moving and calling for the ball because they knew that they needed to help their teammate. Okay? So that's another great variation. Again, you're playing three-on-three, three, but you're reducing it down to two dribbles per catch. Maybe it's three-on-three, three, but this time a team is down four points. So you're putting a bit of a handicap on the opposition, which I think is great because now they have to fight. They've got to show you that they've got some intent to play some defense. They can't just be happy with sort of floating around and staying in front of their player. They're fighting for something. So maybe, okay, yellow team, you're up by four. Blue team, you're down by four, and you've got three minutes, and it's three on three. 
see the change in attitude, see the change in the drill's intensity maybe, uh, because there's something to fight for. You've got three minutes to try and win the game. And the goal should be yellow, you don't want to lose, and blue, you've got to try and win. Um, so again, we're going through the same drill, we're just adding a little tiny layer on it, a little tiny twist, but we can have that drill every single week and we can just do it different each week. So our kids know how to play three-on-three. Three. This week, we're two dribbles only. Or this week, we're up four, down four. Those type of things. Look to engage with those practice. Have some, some routine as part of it and then add some twists and see how you go this week. We're going to jump now into our interview with Lauren Ibbett, our girls' development coordinator. Uh, this is the first time we've done a, a, an interview uh, with somebody. And uh, we're certainly running our mic. We're actually interviewing at La Trobe University at the time. So we're sort of just testing out our sound and those type of things. Did come out a little quiet, but I think it's still just as engaging. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we look forward to bringing more interviews to you via this podcast. Well, as we mentioned, we're going to catch up with our team members today from the Ivanhoe Knights and uh, I guess our first guest we've had on the podcast, which is fantastic. Um, we've got Lauren Ibbett, our Girls Development Coordinator, and uh, we're really excited to have a chat to her. Just a quick chat about her role, what she does around the club, and sort of some aspirations she has for our girls program. Um, I know we brought Lauren on uh, previously as a coach, uh, then she'd gone away to do some other coaching at some other clubs, which we won't talk about, and, then, uh, and now she's back here with us as our Girls uh, Development Coordinator, which we're really, really excited about. Welcome, Lauren. Awesome stuff. So, Lauren, I guess, first off, I guess for everybody, just to get a bit of an idea of your coaching background, where you've coached, um, so some of the sort of teams you've coached or been involved in would be awesome. I started out, like most coaches, in domestic programs when I was 15, 16 years old, uh, then got the opportunity to jump up and start coaching rep, and I did that at Diamond Valley and Collingwood, uh, and then from there I took the leap into coaching youth league Big V with uh, Collingwood. And then from there, uh, got another opportunity to assist at a NBL one level, and now I'm back coaching youth league. Awesome, awesome. So a really a good breadth of experience. Um, I guess which one of those stops for you before Ivanhoe was sort of the most rewarding? I think the first season I ever took on a Big V team, uh, it was definitely something out of my wheelhouse. I had never done it before. I had never had to deal with players in a senior environment, so it was definitely a learning curve. Yep, absolutely. I think many coaches, when they come out of juniors into seniors, certainly see the difference. Um, obviously, here at, at the Ivanhoe Knights, um, you know, you've been had boots on the ground, certainly during the summer season, as the uh, uh, development coordinator for the girls' program. What sort of things have you been up to, uh, up and around the courts? What sort of things can you tell us you've been doing? Uh, you'll see me around at trainings. I'll pop in. Uh, you'll never know I'm coming, but I'll just appear. Um, I'm there to help you know, guide our coaches, run some drills if you've got a couple of things you're stuck on, or I'm just simply there to uh, bounce questions off if you need me. I will also appear at La Trobe uh, on your bench on a Saturday. Um, again, just to support our coaches, support our uh, young female athletes. Uh, again, just to bounce questions off if you need a little bit of support while you're coaching your game. 
I love that. The bench coaching stuff's a really, uh, really important part of what we do here at the Knights. And I know myself and, and Esby as well, our, our boys development coordinator, certainly likes to, to sit on the bench. What sort of things are you looking for? I guess I know coaches, they have a, a stranger uh, sit on their bench and they probably think to themselves, oh, no, I'm being watched. Um, but, you know, really, what, what, is it, what is it you're sort of looking for or what sort of, sort of things are you sort of offering? Give us a bit of an example of some of the stuff that's come up, I guess, while you've been doing the bench coaching. Um, I find that, obviously, I have a little bit of an insight around some certain rules that other coaches might not be around. Um, I have an example from a, an under-8s game where coach didn't realise, call a timeout, it advances the ball. Uh, we were able to do that. Uh, get the ball down, you know, closer to our ring. And um, luckily enough, that under-8s coach uh, pulled an amazing one-point win out of bags. So um, that's the sort of stuff I'm there for. I'm not there to judge you. I'm there to help. I'm there to, you know, for you to bounce questions off. And most importantly, I'm just going to yell and scream and carry on with the kids. <laughs> so that's what I'm there for. Love that. Love that. Uh, good bit of moral support as well as uh, coaching support, which I think is great for any of our coaches. So certainly, and if it's like something that you, you want, Lauren, out at your games as well, I certainly encourage you to get in touch with the club because we can certainly schedule Lauren to be out at your games. She doesn't have to just turn up. Uh, and we can do the same thing at training. Now, I know I've certainly seen you out at training, definitely with some of our younger teams and also with our young female coaches. Um, when you look at a, a practice session, um, let's let's use we, we'll narrow it down. We'll say under eights and under tens because that's kind of our big our big age groups. Um, what sort of things are you sort of looking to help a coach with, or what sort of things are you looking to see on the court? Uh, again, really directed by the coach if there is one particular skill that they need help with. But I'm also there to provide guidance around how to manage those sorts of age groups, um, especially you know not over explaining, coaching on the run. Uh, getting drills moving, um, those sorts of things that can help training run a little bit smoother um, and you can help manage, I guess, those under eights and under tens wanting to just run around in circles can just get them moving. Um, that's what I'm there for and what, what I'm really looking at as well. No, that's really good. And, and that's really, it's really valuable having a, a resource. I think at, at training, even myself, I love it when I have another coach helping me out. It's just a different set of eyes. Uh, an extra set of eyes sometimes as well uh, with those training things. I guess for you, what's some of your, um, I guess, favourite skills or, or things you think we should really be focusing on with those younger age groups, especially in their practice time? You've only got an hour. What's some sort of, I guess, couple of two or three things you really think we should be focusing on? Shooting. Always shoot. Always be shooting. Um, I spoke to a coach who's uh, one of the skills coaches for an NBA team and I asked him what his insights were and he said shooting always shooting um, so that's just not stationary shooting that's shooting on the run shooting under pressure uh, shooting out of different situations um, and making sure we're not pigeonholing kids either if you've got an older age group let them all shoot threes let them all learn post moves let them all ha learn how to shoot off the dribble um, those are really, really important things. But me personally, uh, defense is my passion and my, my love of basketball. So I will always be focusing on defense as well. Yep, I love that. And, and yeah, shooting, just echoing everything I've said in the last podcast and the podcast before that as Lauren falls off her chair laughing. And probably the same thing I say to just about every coach 
when I meet them on a Saturday. Uh, shooting, shooting and scoring, because it is important. They keep score, we must, uh, we must know how to score. Um, Lauren, I know you've got the Ballers squad, um, which is our girls' training program uh, on a Thursday, 5 o'clock on a Thursday uh, at La Trobe. Um, give us a bit of an insight in regards to the age groups and I guess some of the things that you're sort of been working on with that group and, and people that are, I guess, maybe wondering what it is. Uh, give us a bit of an idea of what that is. Uh, there's a really big focus on our under 10s and under 12s age group. Um, I like to think that I'm teaching these kids these individual skills that they may not get a lot of time within the hour practices that we do have uh, during the week. So it's a lot of individual skills around, again, dribbling, shooting, um, defensive footwork, uh, passing as well. Um, but I like to focus again on those skills that we may not be getting into too much. I uh, had a session last, you know, last term and we focused on reverse layups. So those little things, those fun skills that actually will come to fruition as they get a little bit older as well. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, we have obviously plenty of development programs. You know, this is a first for the club to have a uh, girls-only program. Um, for you, obviously, as a female as well, growing up, playing the game uh, and, and doing all those training sessions, how do you find that all-girl environment, especially for our younger girls? I think it's super important. Uh, I remember going to camps when I was younger and rocking up not only just being the tallest kid on the court, but also being probably the only girl on the court. Um, so I think it's really important that we provide this environment uh, where girls can come in, they can feel confident and comfortable on the floor, um, and they're supported again by some amazing female coaches that we also have in the ranks um, at Ivanhoe as well. That's amazing. And, yeah, and comfortable and confident, like it's such a big part of, of playing the game and, and learning the game, which is where we're at. Um, at this sort of stage. I know um, you've been obviously charging up our young female coaches, getting into them, uh, and we've seen some fantastic results from that and some real passion coming from that. Um, I guess I'll sort of finish up with, you know, we've probably got some girls or some parents or some girls that have sort of, oh, do I coach? Do I get into coaching? Um, you know, why should these girls get into coaching? You know, why should they be coaching our younger girls? Uh, I think it comes back to that old sentiment, um, you can't be what you can't see. Um, so for me as a coach, my main goal is to see players return to the game. Um, and I know I had this conversation with Ollie um, about this as well, um, but you know, getting players and seeing players that I have coached, run training sessions, um, coach games, um, and just see how far they've come in that space is just so, so important to me. I didn't have a lot of female coaches growing up, um, so I think it's really important that we start to strive to, to build this network of, of female coaches. Yeah, no, that's really awesome, Lauren, and um, I really appreciate grabbing a bit of your time uh, today here. At, uh, we're actually back in the back room at La Trobe University. Uh, I don't know whether the bouncing basketballs could be heard on the mic or not. Um, but that was really great. And look, yeah, as I said before, um, Lauren is available. Um, she's keen to get out there and help you. Uh, and that's really what it's about here at the Ivanhoe Knights um, with our development coordinators and myself. You know, not only um, do we want to strive to be a great development club and program for our players, but we also want to make sure that we're supporting our coaches. And that's 
female, male, but certainly with this conversation, supporting our young female coaches and people that want to get into coaching uh, or who want to put their hand up and volunteer. And it's really, really important. And I think, um, you know, I could be biased and say, I think we do a great job of it. I think we're always striving to do a better job of it. Um, and that's what makes us such a great club. So please, um, yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to get Lauren out to your training session or get her out to your, um, out to your uh, game, please get in touch. Uh, coaching director at ivanhoenights.org and uh, we can certainly arrange that for you. That'd be awesome. Thanks again, Lauren. Really appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. Well, it was great to hear from Lauren Ibbett. It was fantastic to have you listen to us all the way through this great podcast of ours, our fifth episode. Uh, once again, uh, we'll be sharing uh, the notes, things like uh, the Berlin closeout drill we'll be sharing via our social media on uh, Facebook. Uh, will also be available in our next Coach's Corner email to you as well. Um, and again, if you need anything, need, have a question, have a concern, all those type of things, um, or just want to talk hoops, uh, please reach out to myself, coaching.director at ivanhoenights.org. Uh, always interested to field questions um, from all our club coaches and other coaches as well. Um, here to help where I can. Uh, if I can be out at practice, I'll certainly be out there. As you know, I'm always out and about on a Saturday trying to watch as many games as I can. Um, but any of those little questions, please fire them through. And any subjects, you'd say, well, you know what, Coach Ollie, I'd like to hear a little bit more about shooting or i'd like to hear a little bit more about passing please send it through to me really love it when i get your feedback uh and and really love engaging with all our club coaches um from our older players all the way down to our younger teams uh have a great weekend ivanhoe nights hope you have a successful saturday on the court and uh, i'll see you out there on the courts myself